When growing up in a family business, you don't always get a choice of career. My guest today found success on her own path, but found even more when she returned home. This is YPO 10-Minute Tips from the Top. I'm Kevin Daum, and each week I bring you insights from the world's top executives of YPO, all made possible with grants from Gazelle's Growth Institute, www.growthinstitute.com. As an Armenian-American, for YPO Kara Demergen Haas, family is everything. So after graduating from the University of Illinois and finding her own success in fashion marketing, Kara willingly agreed to her father's request that she return to the family manufacturing business. Today, Kara is the vice president and global manufacturing director of TCCI Manufacturing, a worldwide leader in compressor technologies. It's frequently named the highest quality supplier by its customers, including Caterpillar. After failing to find a suitable local marketing firm for TCCI, Kara decided to start her own. Now she is also the co-founder and president of DCC Marketing, which has won prestigious industry awards for outstanding strategy, creativity, and effectiveness. Kara, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Kevin. It's such a pleasure to be here. How do YPO members end up in Decatur, Illinois? Well, they are brought there by their father when they're young. My father worked for Chrysler in the automotive industry, and we lived in Syracuse, and then he moved to Decatur to follow BorgWarner. He was an engineer and ran the plant for BorgWarner. In about 1985, he bought the York division of BorgWarner, then proceeded to buy Climate Control Incorporated, which is now our main family business. And then he continued to buy companies up back then. And in about 1990, he bought Airfloat, which was an air bearing technology company, which moved heavy loads on air, used a lot in the automotive industry. That was where I went to work in 1994. Did you always expect that you were no, going to the automotive industry? No, I was actually industry? in fashion. I did visual merchandising and traveled across the U.S. setting up the stores and progressed up the ladder and worked into distribution and managed distribution. So really enjoying the, the really fashion enjoying retail it. world. Yes, I loved it. And then my dad came to me and said, I need your help. We don't have anyone in marketing at our family of companies. So you've got your dream career. Life is going well. Yeah. You're in your 20s and yeah. hitting it out of the park. Yeah. And dad says, Come play with air compressors yeah, and exactly. engineering. So how do you deal with that tug? Obviously, he won. He did win. <laughs> and I'm really glad he won because I love what I do now. But being a woman in manufacturing, particularly in the early 90s, just was quite unheard of. So I was a little bit nervous, I'll be honest, to get into that business. But, you know, it was my dad and he was an important part of our life and what he had started in the family business. And that meant a lot to me. And to have an opportunity to grow our own family businesses and work underneath him was also at the same time really exciting for me. And so I look back and I am so thankful that I did that. And in 1997 was a turning year for me. My brother, Richard, who's also a YPOer, took over for our family business from my dad. He retired and gave my brother the reins. We were very excited about that. My brother was ready. So he took over in 1997. And at that same time, we also had several real estate entities. He turned to me and he said, well, I'm now taking over the company and I don't have time for any of this real estate. So here's a folder 
good luck. You're now president <laughs> of all of our real estate. And we were building a class A space, 72,000 square feet with retail on the first floor and office on the second through fourth floor. I knew nothing. I quickly learned that in order to sell the building, I had to sell the community. So I began to get very active in economic development, which I loved. I called up several individuals within the community to kind of get a pulse. It was a growing community at the time for sure. But, you know, I quickly started to learn about Decatur and gotten very involved and started to join the boards and really became our spokesperson for our company as well and ran our real estate division. And I was very young and naive at the time, which I think was also a benefit for me. So your brother comes in and says, here, you're doing a great job in marketing. Here's the real estate portfolio. What happened to the marketing at the family company? What happened was I had just only a few people on staff. I realized very quickly that I needed help in order to maintain the marketing that still needed to be happening on the family businesses. So I went out in search of an ad agency around our region in central Illinois, and it became a struggle for me. I couldn't find an agency that really took the time to understand business. You know, I was setting up distribution networks. I had to figure out how to reach engineers, how to target them. There weren't a lot of the tools that there are today in the digital space either. So it was a challenge. And, you know, I was really looking for a partner to come in and assist me. And I couldn't find anybody that would really take the time to learn our business. Even three hours away in Chicago, there wasn't enough going on. You know, I probably didn't go three hours. There's a break in Illinois, I believe, south of I-80. And so I really focused on my search for an agency to have somebody around our region. Just in our area, there's a half a million to three quarters of a million people. So I figured there'd be an agency somewhere close by, and there just wasn't. And so I started to put a business plan together in about 1998, about when the building with was developed. With a couple of built-in clients. With a couple of built-in <laughs> clients. That's right. Still the model today is our few built-in clients. Yeah. So I put a business plan together and I was having these same conversations with a friend of mine that I was on another committee with that was the director of marketing for a bank in town who was having very similar problems. Agency seemed to be a bad word at the time. And so we wanted to change that. And we put a business plan together. She looked at what I had done and made a few tweaks to it. And we presented it to my brother and my dad. They said, okay, you've got two years to show that it has the ability to be profitable and five years to make it profitable. And if it's not showing good progression in two and a half years, she's gone and you're back to doing what you're doing. <laughs> I don't know why everybody's telling me what to do at this point. So so I did. And, you know, that was in 2000 when I actually officially That's launched the business. Timing. Yeah. We had three people at the time. And today we have accounts all over the world. The advertising world changed in yeah. 2000. So did that give you parity to start from? Since nobody knew how to do that kind of marketing in the digital world yet. Yeah. I mean, you know, for us, we started more on the business and strategic planning, strategic thinking and creative design after our strategic thinking. I had built from the three years that I had had in the community with building relationships and being on boards. I People was, already knew you. They already knew you, me, sure. trusted me. It was easy to pick up the phone and say, give me a chance. 
and we were very successful and some of the clients that we started with back in 2000 are still there. You know, one of the things that is telling to me is that the average agency, I believe, that keeps a client for about two and a half years. I think that's the average span of a client. Ours is seven years. So, you know, we take pride in almost becoming an extension to their team, feeling vested so much that we should be getting 401k benefits from them. Kara, it's time for the rapid fire questions. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. What is your favorite question to ask when you meet someone new? Definitely, how different was your life a year ago? Name three of your personal core values. Honesty and trust at the very top of the list. The second is communication, and the third is determination and work ethic. Who's had the greatest impact on you as a leader? My dad, for sure. What's the big thing you've taken from him? Just the foundation and the core of working hard. What is your favorite business book? You know, recently I read Conversion Code by Chris Smith. I highly recommend the book. What are you reading right now? You know, my take on reading is purposeful. So I spend a lot of time reading papers or case studies on different things that are pertinent to me at the time to help me grow as a leader or grow with something I'm working on with a client. What is the one leadership trait that brings success? Listening and inspiring others. What is the one leadership trait that kills success? Arrogant. Make sure you're listening because when you're not listening, it can kill it. You know, my dad always told me, you have two ears and a mouth for a reason. Name one daily behavior that will help a leader grow. Listen. Name one trait that makes an employee valuable. Strategic thinking. Don't just check a box. Think about why the box is there. What's your strangest daily habit? <laughs> I would say journaling in the morning and reflecting on my thoughts and then getting up and going to spin class. <laughs> What's the best way to show employees appreciation? Acknowledge and purposefully thank them in front of others, particularly others that are important. Well, I really appreciate you being in front of all our listeners today. Thank you so much for coming. Thank Karen. you. Thanks for joining us today. And thanks to Gazelle's Growth Institute for underwriting this program. Learn more at growthinstitute.com. Join me next time when I'll be interviewing YPO member Dan Levin, who shares how becoming a certified sommelier helped him become a better entrepreneur. I'm Kevin Dom, and you're listening to YPO 10-Minute Tips from the Top. To learn more about YPO, please visit ypo.org.